0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What a joyful gathering since last night uh, from the service of Vespers. We were here to be reminded and to be set on the groove of this appointed time for the fulfillment of our hope. A great mystery. The hymns last night, countless of them, encouraged us to worship We have seen the true light. We have received the heavenly spirit. We have found the true faith. Worshipping the undivided trinity. In your courts I will sing praise to you. The savior of the world. And on bended knee I will worship your invincible power. Let us sing hymns of praise. Come all people let us worship the one God. In three hypostases. This is why we are here today to worship the Holy Trinity. God who has descended upon us but we are with the apostles in the upper room right here. And they have received the Holy Spirit in the form as tongues of fire. St. Maximus the Confessor teaches that this is no mistake here. White tongues of fire. The unity between word and the word and the tongue cannot be broken. For one to speak, he has to use the tongue. Christ, the word, you see now the link with the, with the tongue. And also God, the Father, who is a consuming fire. So they received it today with fullness. And we, along with them, are in the upper room. Just before this, 50 days earlier, they were in the same room. They were fearful, fearful. They were afraid of the Jews, of the Romans, hiding there when the Lord walked, the resurrected Lord walked in the, in the room and gave them peace, as we heard in the Gospel reading at the Matins. And He told them that as you are sent by the Father, they too are sent. And they knew they were to be closed with power from on high. But they received the first dose of the Holy Spirit so that they can go and forgive or retain the sins Of people who repent but today the rush of the mighty wind takes the fishermen who are scared fearful uneducated maybe illiterate and equips them to go indeed in the world and preach the good news we are now witnesses of the mighty rush coming in in the room After this, those outside hearing the noise also had the chance to hear the Apostles talking in their own language. Preaching, telling them about the mighty works of God. If it is the Apostles speaking foreign languages or the people themselves being equipped by the Holy Spirit to understand that, let us put it aside. What's important is that there was a communication between the two of them without any precedence. Peter, full of courage now, delivered a sermon at the end of which 3,000 had been converted. And the church continues to exist from that day as the incarnate body of Christ. That's why we call Pentecost the birthday of the church The church had existed from before, from the time of the creation of the angels and mankind, the Holy Fathers teach. But not in the full body as as created now by the Lord Himself. The hymns teach us, the Holy Spirit supplies all things to them and to us today. He pours out prophecies. He perfects priests. He taught wisdom to the unlettered. He showed fishermen to be theologians. He welds together the whole institution of the church. This is important for us to know. The Holy Spirit is the one who acts in all the mysteries of the church, in baptism and chrismation, in ordination first of all, making the priests the tools, the vehicles for communicating this Holy Spirit to the faithful to receive it with power. But what I would like to bring to you today is another aspect of the Holy Spirit you know when we wake up in the morning after we do the sign of the cross and maybe wash our face and put some clothes on for the day we go in front of the icons maybe light a candle and after we do the necessary prostrations to wake us up a little bit we begin with a prayer to the Holy Spirit O Heavenly King Comforter The Spirit of Truth, who are everywhere present and filling all things. The prayer that we heard chanted last night and today quite a few times. There's a reason for this. And in this prayer, we address the Heavenly King, the Holy Spirit. And what is the first call that we have for Him? Comforter. The Holy Spirit is comforter. How beautiful this is. How beautiful this is. In the book of Ecclesiastes, part of the Old Testament, chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, we hear this, Then I returned and considered all the oppression that is done under the sun. And look, the tears of the oppressed. Look the tears of the oppressed, but they have no comforter. On the side of their oppressors, there is power, but they have no comforter. This is not an image of that time alone. This is an image of our time too. Under the hands of the oppressors, we see many suffering around the world with this being countries with oppressive regimes, with this being prisons, with this be in a world like ours here that we call the land of the free. But we should also see the oppression under the hand of the enemy, the devil, by means of sin. And how tears cannot be stopped, because the oppressor is there in power so today we rejoice because the tongues of fire upon us upon the whole world by the way the world is represented here in the icon this little man here of cosmos the Holy Spirit comes as a comforter not to remove the oppression you see because that's for the kingdom to come the heavenly Jerusalem but to equip us with what we need to receive comfort God himself He is the Comforter. So, Heavenly King Comforter. Last night in the third prophecy that we read, from the book of Ezekiel, the Lord talks to Ezekiel, I will take you from among the nations, gather you from all the lands, and bring you into your land. I shall sprinkle clean water. It's the message of the baptism on you. And you'll be cleansed from all your uncleanness. And I will also cleanse you from all your idols. This is what it takes to receive the Comforter. The water of baptism. to cleanse us from our idols. I shall give you a new heart. And put a new spirit within you. I shall take the heart of stone from your flesh. And give you a heart of flesh. I shall put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my requirements and you will keep my judgments and do them. And do them. Yes, Heavenly King, Comforter, come to us. Give us comfort in a world of protests, in a world of abortion, in a world of of lost people. Give us comfort. The Lord says, here I am. Come to the waters. Be washed, drink, and let them flow from you. But it starts with changing that heart from stone to a heart of flesh. And why is the Lord pouring the Spirit upon us today? Of course, for the unity of the church. Of course, for us to continue the path on which we are. But as spelled here by Ezekiel in his vision, in his inspired encounter with the Lord, by the Holy Spirit inspired. I shall put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my requirements. To follow my commandments, to keep my judgments and do them. This is how we receive the comfort that is promised today, that is fulfilled, a promise fulfilled today in the coming of the Holy Spirit the keeping of the commandments would this be locked down with this be civil unrest with this be stewardship hard hardship in our church or financial struggle in our family or age related issues we are the people of the Holy Spirit received to follow the commandments of God I cannot abstain from Looking at this with you, the Ecos hymn that we we sent we uh, read today at matins. Listen to this: Speedy and constant consolation, give us, your servants, O Jesus. When our spirits become despondent, O Jesus, do not part from our souls when we are in trouble, nor be far from our minds when we are in peril, but draw near to us. Draw near, or you are everywhere, and as you are always with your apostles, so also unite yourself to us, who long for you, the compassionate, so that united to you we may extol and glorify your holy Spirit. Wow! With a cry, for help and for comforting, to be united, you see how we are strong. The Holy Spirit there is divided in tongues, but yet united as God. And this is the mystery of the church revealed to us today as we live it. As we live it. But turning to the comfort here, allow me to close with a few things of a practical matter. I will quote from St. Theophan the recluse, who is talking to parents on how to take care of their children such that the grace of the Holy Spirit they receive at baptism, just like we all did, will not get lost, just like we all pray for and struggle for. Because in baptism, we receive that comforting. But later on, our call is to grow the Holy Spirit, add to it, and thus others around us to be saved. So, how are we to continue the day of Pentecost our personal Pentecost of, bat- of baptism, and the whole creation Pentecost today. What is it that we should do? St. Theophan teaches by means of what is it that we should not do? And again, he's talking to parents, but he's also applicable to all of us. The reason why the grace of baptism is not preserved is because the order rules and laws of the upbringing of children and of guiding our lives as adults are not kept. When we don't keep these, we lose the Holy Spirit and the grace of God. And the comfort goes away. The comforter. Number one, going away from the church and its grace-giving means. This starves The heart of the Christian life. Disconnecting it from the source. Just like a flower wills when it's placed in a warm place. Disconnecting. Going away from church. Number two. Failure to pay attention to our body. When it becomes. With its members. The seat of passions. The body. Now physically being drawn. By these passions. And enjoying them maybe to the point of not being able to separate from them number three when the soul develops without being able to discern the direction in which to grow our lives go in many places where scattered as we are not just because of the cell phones and media but in general we don't know where we go people who do not see the aim ahead of them, the kingdom of God. They don't see the path to it. They lose the Holy Spirit, the grace and the comforter. Number four, a complete forgetfulness of the Spirit. St. Theophan says, prayer, fear of God and conscience are seldom taken into consideration and then we lose it if there's outward good order, the most inward side of life is always taken from granted and therefore always left to take care of itself. In other words, we take care of all business in the world, but when it comes to the inner care of the place of the throne of the Spirit in our heart, we let it take care of itself and we drift away. And finally, Without putting in place, first of all, the good principles and determination to live a Christian life, a Christian way. When we give ourselves over to all the thirst for impressions, would this be visual, would this be movies, would be games, would be anything that comes to us as exciting, thrilling, the roller coasters, the Disneyland... In fact he continues, through amusements, light reading, the heating of the imagination by fantasies, indiscriminate contact with those who are like oneself, and especially with the opposite sex. An exclusive concern for learning and giving ourselves over to the world by means of fashionable ideas, rules and customs. So, now... I return and consider all the oppression that is done under the Sun you've seen how many ways we can be oppressed by the body by the media by the eye what we see by our friends by the opposite gender by our pleasures by our visions whatever that is, is we impressions we can be oppressed and he looked the tears of the oppressed there are many But they have no comforter but we do have comforter so let us seek him in worship today as that hymns taught us to do let us thank God let us be joyful that we have a good loving God who not only showed us the path but he has given us everything we need to make it there to be glorified with him and in the process of dealing with oppressions with failures, yes, with disappointments in our life and tragedies, that we have a Comforter giving to us today in His Holy Spirit and the Holy Trinity. Amen.